Hello and welcome. My name is Juan Vitas. I'm the founder of and host of Winning on Wednesday. WOW is a virtual network platform that brings together between 50 to 80 networking members every week to share their business ideas and discuss and get to know each other. WOW encouraged the building of relationships before doing business. As I say often, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And today we have Jerry Siegel as my guest. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm very good, Juan. Thank good. Good, good. I'm going to how, how you're in, um, uh, you're originally now, you're originally from Oceanside, right? Uh, as, that, as, uh, that, that's correct. I spent and, my, my entire life on Long Island until uh, October of 2019 when I moved down to Florida. Wow. And I got to tell you something, and we do have something in common because I live in Oceanside. I'm mm -hmm. a resident now for over 13 years in Oceanside. And uh, yeah, I bought my house uh, right after the crash. And it's just, just a, it's, a, it's a beautiful town and a great town to raise up the kids. And my, both my kids go to the uh, school district here. So it's, it's, it's amazing. So, um, so tell us, uh, um, one thing I like to ask uh, everybody when we ask uh, is, is find out what your parents did for a living because it gives us an idea of who you are, you know, and, and, wh and where you got to at this at this point of your life as your career. So we'll start with that. Tell us what oh. your mom and dad did for a living. Uh, well, my, my father was a salesman. Uh, he spent uh, most of his career in the toy business uh, back in the day where uh, toys were sold by uh, traveling salespeople. Uh, before uh, the industry changed dramatically, as did m most industries. Uh, my mother uh, first was a stay-at-home mom, and then uh, she went back to school and became a Spanish teacher. Uh, in fact, she taught uh, at Valley Stream North uh, for a, a number of years before she retired. So I had a, a good uh education and a, and a good background from people who uh, were always looking to accomplish and achieve. That's amazing. It's good to have those family values and those skill sets, you know, that our parents uh, pass on to us in an early age. Now, tell us something. Uh, when you were seven years old, what did you do? What did you want to do? And did you have any inspirations to become anything at, at that time in an early age? Because I know people change their careers and, you know, when they first start, did you have any, um, like, what did you want to do when you grew up? Well, I, I think uh, back when I was seven, without being certain at this point in time, I, I probably wanted to play professional sports because I was a big sports fan, big baseball fan. And I'm guessing that that would have been my aspiration when I was seven years old, of course, uh, without recognizing that uh, only a, a very select few people uh, were good enough to wind up playing professional baseball. But uh, as, a, as a child, you don't know better. And uh, certainly I, I enjoyed playing uh, all the time. So that was probably my uh, initial aspiration. Did you have any um, favorite pl uh, teams, uh, baseball teams, when you were growing up? Uh, I, I played in Little, little League. Uh, and I was a fan of the New York Giants. Uh, I grew up in the day where, where the uh, now San Francisco Giants were in New York before they moved to the West Coast along with the Dodgers. And my grandfather was a big uh, Giant fan, and uh, he influenced me. So that was the team that I followed uh, continually and consistently. And I certainly, uh, to this day, remember uh, 1951 uh, when uh, the Giants won the pennant, and their announcer, uh, who was uh, named Russ Hodgers, uh, continued to scream, Repeatedly, the Giants won the pennant, the Giants won the pennant, the Giants won the pennant. Uh, very, very exciting 
game, which I was able to watch when I came home from school. Wow. And uh, who was your favorite player at that time? I'm guessing, guessing that Willie Mays was my favorite player, but uh, I, I was fortunate enough at one uh, giant game to get autographs from some of, some of the other players, uh, Monty Irvin, uh, Jim Davenport, uh, Whitey Lockman. Uh, I did not get Willie's autograph, and uh, under circumstances that probably transpired for most people, uh, somewhere along the line, my mother threw out those autographs, so any value they may have had subsequently was lost. Oh man, that sucks. But hey, it's all good. <laughs> you know, at least you you had the experience of 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 you know of meeting them. So that's uh, something that you'll never forget, I'm sure. Yes, uh, definitely. You know, and tell us uh, what made what uh, what degree did you get into? What uh, what did you go to school for? Uh, well, my my undergraduate degree was in accounting. Uh, because I was uh, very good in math, and I was, uh, it was suggested that I become an accountant, uh, being that uh, calculation was certainly an essential part of that profession. So that was where I targeted myself initially, and uh, I was able to be successful subsequently uh, because my undergraduate degree, as I said, was accounting. I then went to graduate school at New York University and I took a master in business and taxation and management. And uh, subsequently, I was able to uh, pass the CPA exam, which was probably uh, one of my great achievements in life at that point in time, because uh, the passing percentage of the CPA exam back in that day, and I'm now talking about the late 60s, uh, was probably only about 30%. Um, wow. And, wow. Uh, so certainly, uh, uh, it, yeah. took me, it took me a couple tries, but uh, I was very, very pleased when, when I finally was able to uh, pass all four parts of the exam. Yeah, I, I, I hear it's not easy. Uh, I had, a, I, in fact, I had a couple of friends that uh, were going for CPA and I think uh, they couldn't, they, it's like three parts or something you have to take and or something like that. And, and uh, all I know, it was very difficult and they, and they gave up at the end. Yeah, no, there were four parts when I took it. I, at this point in time, I'm not uh, up to date on the profession uh, because I've been out of there ever since I was uh, certified as an accountant. Oh, wow. But, uh, so, it, it, it certainly was, was very, very challenging. And, and tell us your last uh, job you had. Uh, what was your last uh, nine-to-five job, uh, nine job? Well, my last nine-to-five job was for uh, a major accounting firm that was uh, subsequently sold to Ernst & Young, uh, a large firm in, in Manhattan that at that point in time was very concentrated in the uh, clothing business because that was back in the day where uh, clothes were, uh, were manufactured and were made uh, in Manhattan. Uh, as opposed to now where almost everything is made overseas. Uh, so that was really the last time I had a nine to five job. Yeah, they had a whole uh, section in the city, the garment district. That's, that, that, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Center and, was, was a major, major portion of New York City. And, and over the years, I've noticed that uh, it shrunk. It has shrunk. Uh, it used to be big. And I, I remember um, even 30 years ago, uh, it's a lot different now. Uh, you know, New York has definitely changed and Manhattan definitely has changed. 
Well, uh, again, uh, as I talk about in, in my current business of uh, management, training, and development, uh, change is the only constant in life. Right. And we have to be prepared for those changes, I'm sure. We do. Uh, um, and let me ask you a question. What impacted you? Uh, what made you go to go on your own? Like, what, uh, what decision made you impact? And were you scared and you, or were you nervous when, um, going on your own? Well, uh, certainly uh, I was uh, somewhat reluctant, but uh, I had, had then at that point in time spent uh, 20 years in what was the full service truck leasing business. And starting in the financial side, I became CEO of a company on Long Island, which when I left, we had 125 people. And uh, I was interested in going to, into business myself. I wanted to be the sole decision maker. I wanted to have complete control of my future. I felt confident enough that what I had learned and what I had acquired in terms of experience and knowledge uh, would allow me to do that. So that I went on my own and I purchased the business actually initially in Garden City South. Wow, that's uh, truly amazing. You have all this uh, experience, real life experience, which is, you know, really important nowadays because, um, you know, a lot of people claim they're, they're coaches, but the, the really you you really have the years of experience. I mean, 20 years, uh, you know, wow, that's a long time. Um, so tell us something um, right now. I like to leave a, a, a piece, which is called the golden nugget piece, uh, where we leave a, a value piece of information for business and um, owners so they could better themselves. Uh, tell us some examples of a golden nugget that you could leave behind for us. Well, I, I would think that the, the number one uh, nugget that I could leave, which is certainly not uh, anything uh, astounding, is to be proactive and don't be afraid of making mistakes. Uh, as I learned years ago, one who never risks never achieves. Uh, one who is left behind by opportunities that pass uh, him or her by. Uh, but unfortunately, one of the things that was never taught to me or anybody else that I know as a child is that success is built on failure. And therefore it was considered uh, a bad thing to make a, a mistake and to do something that was not going to be successful. Uh, I've learned and I now encourage people and help people understand that the failure is uh, a step on the, on the road to success. If you're going to succeed at most anything, you, you're going to fail in many cases, many, many, many times over. Uh, you know, we, we talk about some of the icons in business that still exist. Uh, take, uh, take an R.H. Macy who failed a half a dozen times before Macy's became an institution. Uh, we could go back, uh, you know, prior to that, many, many other uh, yeah. noted people yeah. uh, wow. were, were certainly able to withstand. Uh, hey, listen, I, I could tell you for myself, my personal experience, I've, uh, yeah, I've had so many failures in my life. Before I started, uh, you know, I have six companies and before I started my all my companies, I had a, quite a few companies that failed. 
Um, one of them, I'll tell you right now, my first company was missingwallet.com, which was to support, uh, uh, supposed to store your toll-free numbers of your credit cards in case you lost it because I had lost my wallet. Um, you know, I figured make lemon out of lemonade. Mm-hmm. I started that and then um, I, I didn't make any business, but what it taught me was to how to create a website. And from there, I started my business. And uh, sometimes some things happen when you like you're to your point you have a failure but then another door opens of opportunity um you know and and, and look at this uh podcast i never thought in my life i would be doing podcasts you know right. and and all of a sudden i'm in, in in podcasts and now it's part of my uh, uh you know arsenal if you will uh yeah <laughs> you know that it, it strengthens us and makes it better but oh boy didn't i make a lot of mistakes when i first started podcasts and 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 you know sometimes you hit you forget to do things and but it, it takes time and practice and consistency and perseverance that's the other thing you have to have perseverance and you have to also face adversity all the time and uh, a lot of people don't don't have the time or don't don't want to invest of the time or energy into all that in order to become successful and it takes a lot of energy it's a lot of hard work and a lot of people don't want to do the hard work that's basically what it comes down to a very very definitely one and uh, again you mentioned perseverance but you also need patience you need persistence yep and you you need the the uh, ability to overcome and withstand uh, all the issues the challenges the frustrations the setbacks, the obstacles that you're going to in uh, are going to come come along your way, because uh, as I share, we, you know, we hear about the overnight success, but you don't hear about all the overnights that go into that overnight success. Because in this in this life, there is no such thing as an overnight success. Oh, absolutely, and uh, you gotta. My thing is just never give up and uh, follow your dreams and your goals. And um, as long as you have that, just don't give up on your dreams and goals. Um, and, and tell us something about the organizations that you belong to. Uh, do you belong to any organizations? Well, currently, uh, the two organizations that I'm involved with, in addition to WOW, uh, is uh, one, which is the CEO Network. Uh, that meets uh, frequently during the month uh, on Zoom uh, with people in different areas and different businesses uh, talking about a, uh, a subject for an, for an hour that may be pertinent uh, for everybody because basically every business is uh, somewhat uh, identical. Uh, roughly 75-80% of all businesses are the same. I'm also involved with LIASB, the Long Island Advancement Small Business. I've been involved with them uh, for many, many years. And I, in fact, I had, had obtained uh, a couple of very good clients from that organization yep. uh, back when they were meeting uh, in person to person. John Hill runs that, is that correct? That's John Hill's organization. Yep, 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 that's right, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm part of that organization. Wow is part of that organization. Mm-hmm. And and just so you know, I'm going to be interviewing John Hill uh, soon. He was sick with, uh, you know, with COVID, but uh, he's recovering. He's better now, and he's re- in getting back to health. And as soon as he gets back to health, I'm going to be interviewing him. Good. Uh, John, John is, is certainly one of those people who understands uh, what it is to continually help others. 
He's certainly been an advocate in Long Island for small businesses. And um, and I just have to say thank you to John. John has been a wonderful person and a great friend and a great supporter. He's come to WOW, but like uh, we always think of John, but that was that's nice. Now, tell us um, um, tell us a story about uh, how WOW has impacted your business. Uh, can you share some experiences uh, that will help some future members? Uh, sure. Uh, well, WOW, WOW is, is a great opportunity to meet and interact with other business people. Uh, obviously meeting initially uh, during the weekly Wednesday meeting when you meet uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 uh, other business people, and then subsequently scheduling a one-on-one -on -one meeting in order to determine how you can help one another. And uh, the, the idea of helping one another is really the key uh, because uh, Again, one of the ways that I always begin a conversation uh, with uh, somebody else is by asking, how can I help them? Uh, I've always been a person who enjoys helping other people. Uh, I, years ago, I was president of my Chamber of Commerce for a couple of years. Uh, well before that, I was president of my Little League for a couple of years. I've been involved with a couple of other organizations, again, uh, in an officer capacity. So I've always enjoyed helping people. And I think, you know, WOW is, is a great opportunity to interact and to obtain uh, referrals from people who are in different places in their life and their career. But certainly everybody has people that they can help. And I know that uh, I have uh, offered a couple of my clients, uh, assistance from uh, other people I've met with WOW uh, in order to help them in their business. And uh, that's something that is very, very worthwhile and, and very uh, uh, certainly uh, gives you a feeling of uh, satisfaction knowing that you've helped somebody else. So I, I, I strongly recommend uh, WOW uh, as, as a resource. And I think what you've done with WOW uh, over in a short period of time is, is terrific. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I learned from the best people like you and other people, you know, um, and, and, and I'll say Zig Ziglar said it best. You can have everything in this world just by helping other people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's true, folks. You could really have everything you want just by helping people. And, and you're by helping people, you're creating opportunities for yourself because what it is is that and, and, and that's the other thing also that I'm learning is that, um, you know, you have to be uh, helpful and, and, and also gratitude and grateful as well. Um, you have to appreciate what you have, uh, you know, and a lot of people tend to forget that sometimes. Sometimes I tell people sometimes you have to stop and smell the roses sometimes. Yeah, appreciate it. Very Whatever. definitely. And uh, <laughs> in that regard, one, I mean, the, the more you give, the more you get. And I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, yeah. I've been a member, game. I, yeah. I was a member of SCORE, the Service Corps Retired Executives. Yeah. I've done presentations for SCORE. Yep. <laughs> a number of years, uh, even though many of the executives in SCORE, like myself, are not retired. And uh, about uh, close to a year ago, uh, I was a member of SCORE when I moved to Florida after being a member on Long Island. And a client came to me from SCORE that really needed the services that I provide, provided. So I, I uh, 
left score and uh, took on the client, but I, I certainly wouldn't have gotten that client had I not been able to previously uh, work with score. So mm -hmm. that's a, a, a perfect, perfect example of, of giving to get. Yeah, uh, that, that wasn't the reason I was involved in score, but uh, that, that, that happens. Yeah, that's right. Um, and to, uh, speaking of services, uh, tell us about the services that you offer. What, what are you doing now for your business? Well, my, my business consists of really three components at this point in time. One, uh, management training and development, uh, executive coaching, which uh, I gravitated in and from the training aspect because I had clients who wanted to stay connected with me and I would meet with them on a regular basis, trying to help them uh, in their business and helping them reach their goals. And then in the area of personal development. Uh, because one of the statistics that was given to me when I first got in this business, which is now almost 40 years ago, which was surprising, is that while the average person uses only 15 to 20% of his or her potential, high achievers utilize only about 33% of the capability. We all have self-limiting beliefs and self-imposed limitations, which prevent maximum achievement. And again, you mentioned uh, Ziegler. But whether we're talking about a Zig Ziglar, we're talking about a Stephen Covey, we're talking about a Napoleon Hill or a Dale Carnegie, what they learned and what they espoused many, many years ago in many cases still applies today because it was wisdom. And even though the only constant in life is change, wisdom doesn't change, wisdom just grows, wisdom expands. And what I'm trying to do in my business is provide wisdom and uh, the experience from other people so that people can learn and grow from the ability to acquire what other people have learned from their business and from their life. Um, we know that experience is the best teacher, but as I share frequently, uh, it's a lot easier and certainly a lot less costly to learn from other people's experience. So that is really the essence of what I'm offering and what, I, what I'm trying to do. Uh, I'm not doing anything in the world, world of rocket science by any means. Uh, technology, of course, has impacted everything because now I work with clients on Zoom all the time. But what I'm offering is uh, the essence of things that were learned sometimes centuries ago that still apply today, whether we're talking about communication, whether we're talking about goal setting, whether we're talking about time management, whether we're talking about supervision, uh, all, all the characteristics of these skill sets were learned and acquired many, many years ago. But unfortunately, most of us were not able to learn them uh, primarily for a number of reasons, one of which is that communication was never taught until maybe about 20, uh, 25 years ago. It was started to be taught at the college level now I understand that it's being taught at the high school level. But in my opinion, the communication needs to be taught starting in preschool because obviously we communicate from birth. Uh, I, I agree with, with you 100%. Uh, um, Jerry, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and can you tell us, uh, to, to our listeners, the best way to contact you? Uh, the best way to contact me is, is uh, through my e email or through my website, which is uh, J as in John, A as in author, S as in Sam, B as in boy, uh, management.com. 
my email address is jerry at jaspmanagement.com. That is certainly the best way to get in touch with me. And uh, I, I look to uh, help people in any way that I possibly can, even if it's just a case of uh, allowing them to uh, have me as a, somebody who would listen to what they want to share. Wow. Well, that's all for the, today's episode of Well Podcast. I hope you enjoy our special guests and the story as much as we enjoyed sharing it. Keep checking our channel for inspiring stories and discussing to help you and to help your business grow. If you'd like to become a member of Winning on Wednesday, simply visit winningonwednesday.com, scroll on the first time guest button and follow the directions. And I hope to see you in the next meeting. See you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you again, Mark.